Today's episode of the Roma Press Podcast is once again sponsored by our wonderful friends over at Zencaster, who are making the podcasting experience all the more easier. You don't need all of the expensive equipment when you have Zencaster. They give you HD video, high quality recordings, WAV format, MP3 format. You get it all by going to zencaster.com slash pricing. And if you use code Roma Press, you can get 30% off of your first three months of Zencaster Professional. Welcome to the Roma Press Podcast with Jun Solano and Andy Mattioli. All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Roma Press Podcast. We hope you are doing well. Um, not watching the World Cup yet, Andy. I haven't watched a single minute of it. I did not watch uh, Ecuador, Qatar. Did you? Nope. Nope, nope, nope. And I, mm. I don't think I'm, yeah. uh, I don't think I, I'm, I'm the only one, uh, you know, in saying I'm just not interested. <laughs> it's just pure, no, really not, not interested. Yes, neither am I. Neither am I. I, again, um, I was always luke, uh, coming into this, I was pretty lukewarm on international football to begin with. Um, and if there ever was like a World Cup for the Azzurri to miss, I would probably put this one as a one to miss. Um, however, Roma, depending on your general outlook, they either have uh, given us reason to be somewhat excited for Ola Solbakin or reason to be somewhat pessimistic, or not even pessimistic, but at least roll the eyes a bit because of Rick Karsdorp. Where do we start? Do we start with... Let's start with the good. Come on, the, for a change. We're always driller? being labeled as, you know, depressing and pessimistic. So let's start with the good, with the Norwegian well, Roma giant. welcoming one of your favorite, um, uh, a Norwegian yes. oil driller. Yes, he's my, he's my all-time favorite transfer. Norwegian player. I love him. Uh, he's amazing. He's, he's going to be great for us. I think uh, no, but to be you know to um, we nobody knows anything, and and with the the beauty I think of this transfer is that nobody knows how it's gonna go. I think it can go really really well, just as it can you know be of no impact whatsoever. Um, that's the I don't think there is a, a middle ground, you know, for it. I mean, you you're investing what maybe oh, like man, you're putting Jonathan Silva uh, warnings on this one already. Ah, Jonathan Silva, yes, but Jonathan Silva was a surprise. Here we knew in advance, you know, this was all a master plan to to have him come here as a free agent after that dispute with Bodo, which really prevented the two sides from ever talking to each other ever again. Um, so that's. That's, you know, that's the interesting part is that this is a, a really a, a big question mark, but it, I think it can be an exciting question mark. It's a shame that most likely he won't be able to uh, take part in any team activities before January. So um, which would be very beneficial for him and, and the team for him mostly because uh, he's just, you know, coming from a world where he plays an artificial pitch all the time. And uh, yes, I will again also uh, against part time fishermen and part time oil, dr oil drillers. And uh, it's it's um, you know what are 
what are the what are the benefits and what are the the disadvantages to that? I think there are more benefits. Honestly, there is no disadvantage. You're investing what a million uh, euros of salary around around that. So right. until what until 2027, this is a 23 year old. Um, by all means, seems like he has plenty of potential. He's different. He's also very 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 tall. Very strong, very fast. tall. Yes. So any listen with the if if we if we had been in a different situation, offensively speaking, maybe I would have you know criticized. But but uh, honestly, anything is welcome at this point. Um, considering our attacking struggles, anybody that knows what to do with the body's feet, if he just knows even what a goal looks like, then uh, I, I, I'm and I'm and we know uh, this guy is not a a huge goal scorer, okay? But if if you can bring just any sort of creativity, any sort of threat level to this team, then uh, hey, I'm I'm going to hug you and I'm going to say welcome to Roma. Honestly, his return though, not bad whatsoever for now listen again the guy is playing uh we're well aware of uh, the level of competition uh he's facing okay we, we we understand that um but as far as goal return goes uh not bad in my opinion what is it uh 20 or 25 and 90 i believe it is so i mean not terrible for a winger um i don't know where he fits in I, find I don't think anybody knows. Hilarious. I think I've I've heard so many different things. I've heard he's coming in to replace Tammy Abraham. I've heard he's coming in to replace Nicolo Zagnolo. I've heard he's coming in to replace Shomurodov, and I've heard he's coming in to replace El Sharawi. So it's uh, that just gives you an idea. Or he's of, just coming in. <laughs> nobody to knows not anything. Replace anybody. I, well, I have to laugh too because um, one of the things that that is. You mentioned the, the the disputes that Roma have had with Bodo. They could allow him to train. His uh, contract expires the thirty first of December, and of course, his agent is uh, is the one putting this out uh, out there today because we were all wondering: Is he going to go to the uh, to the Retiro in Japan in Portugal? And it was uh, pretty. Uh, told to us by Roma pretty adamantly that he wouldn't be going. However, it is possible still. If they were to get a, a, a special dispensation, almost sounds like it's something so formal, but really you just need to allow uh, Baldo to give him the green light and essentially terminate the contract early. It, w- it, wouldn't, um, it, it would, wouldn't affect them in any way whatsoever. But of course, despite Roma, uh, they are not going to allow him um, to uh, to train prematurely or partake in any uh, activities with Roma uh, prior to the expiration of his deal on the 31st of December. So uh, they are doing all they can to get every, uh, even if it is minuscule, uh, Baldo, they're trying all they can to get in an extra punch or two uh, as Sobakin leaves out the door. Be- beyond the the financial aspects of it where does he fit he's not he's not replacing anybody no. i i just i just don't know is he a guy that he you you plug in he arrives and you can plug him well, in no, that's the thing i think it would one? be beneficial i don't know it would be beneficial to have him before you know that's the that's that's the main thing is that roma get this get this month and a half to to really try and figure things out and 
you get a new signing and this new signing can't really uh, take part in, in, in that recovery period for the whole team. So perhaps it's beneficial for him. You know, he's going to be like a fresh fish, you know, he's just, he's going to be unfamiliar with the, with this doom and gloom reality that we've been uh, dealing mm. with for the past uh, few months. So maybe that's going to be a breath breath of fresh air, right? That's what sometimes you want. You want somebody that doesn't that doesn't think too much. Doesn't... Somebody untainted, exactly. That, yeah. You know, like he's just he's just clean. You know, he's still clean. Um, and and honestly, the only way I, you know, if we're talking about replacing somebody, I can only envision perhaps him replacing somebody like Eldor Shomurodov in the team. Yeah. Just you know, in terms of personnel, I think if we have to if we have to point fingers at somebody leaving in the attack, it's Eldor Shomurodov wants more playing time, uh, and that would be reasonable. I, I think what from what I understand, the little the little I've seen from from this guy in an inter, an interesting con, context, like perhaps the Conference League last year, is that he, he kind of. You know he's uh, he you he, he roams free. Um, he's he doesn't have a you know a, a specific position where he excels at. He's he's kind of all over the place. I think just because of his physicality, what would would and and that allows him to to be much more flexible and uh, provide you with a lot of support on the wing and on more centrally and has a good shot, has pace. Um, so I think as a just. The idea of him being this multifaceted weapon just makes him interesting, an interesting addition for Mourinho, who has struggled um, so far this season to really get all of his guys up front to come up with anything because that's that was his main gripe, right? With Mourinho, it wasn't that you weren't scoring. It's that you weren't doing all the other things guys like Bilotti, guys like Abraham were focusing too much on the scoring aspect and forgetting everything else that, you know, comes with the, with the toolbox. Um, so, you know, not winning any individual duels, not, 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 not outrunning your opponent on the wing, not just being, being there waiting for your goal to come. And when the goal doesn't come, it's a problem. And Mourinho doesn't want that. Um, I think with, by bringing in somebody like like Solbach and comes from a whole different world, from a different reality, a different idea of football, whatever, uh, that just gives him that edge of unpredictability in terms of what he can offer you and uh, also what he gets hung up on. Because a guy like Tammy Abraham comes into the season with the idea of, oh, I need to do better than last season. A guy like Solbach comes in and he's like, I just need to do well. I just need to play well because this is my chance, right? I got I got out of Norway. I'm here now where I, I took a, a significant step forward. I, I didn't go, you know, like his, um, what was Bodheim, uh, his friend who went to Salernitana. Now he went to Roma, right? That's a, right? that's a significant step forward. So he's not coming here with any preconceived idea of what he should do or what he will do and... He's just here to 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 make it last, to make it count. Um, so I think, from a manager's point of view, this is a welcome addition. I don't know. Perhaps Mourinho is going to be upset because again, here comes another free agent. But it it it's in my opinion, halfway through the season, this is an interesting addition. 
um, we knew what to expect with someone like Paulo Dybala. Um, we more or less knew what to expect with somebody like Zeki Selic. We don't know what to expect from Olasol back and, uh, and, and that makes it uh, intriguing. Yeah, for sure. It's going to be interesting to see how he fits in. I'm I'm very curious to see, especially tactically, what Jose Mourinho decides to do with him. As I'm curious to see what happens uh, with Rick Karsdorp. Andy, I would like to say I am surprised. And again, I have to disclose uh, somewhat close with his agent. He listens to the podcast, so I will I will tread carefully. So from their perspective... I can say that they were taken aback by Jose Mourinho's words, as we, uh, for those of you do not remember, uh, following uh, Roma's draw against Sassuolo, Jose Mourinho, he comes out and he says, uh, I'm I'm happy with the effort of 15 of the 16 players who took, took the pitch today. However, the team, they were sabotaged by one player, and that is why because of this one player, that is why we did not earn a victory. And obviously, Ricarsdorp, his, uh, his he and his representatives, they were pretty taken aback by this. And he decides to leave the city prematurely uh, for the holiday, which they allowed him to do. However, uh, he has not returned yet from this holiday, Andy, and this has the potential to get ugly fast. And we probably could say it is already it ugly is. because it he is. did not return today. Two consecutive yeah. missed uh, he, training sessions. Yes, he did not return today. And uh, Roma have been pretty careful in their approach when we ask uh, what the situation is. They're not really disclosing much. Now, his agent. What I can say is, before Rick Karsdorp returns to training, they want to have a sit-down with Diago Pinto, Jose Mourinho, to understand the situation, why he was made the target of this outburst, why uh, the situation turned so quickly. Because, again, Andy, as you pointed out on the previous episode, Jose Mourinho praised this guy. Uh, he singled Karsdorp out not too long ago. The game ago. before that. Um, <laughs> the game before that. He yes. <laughs> Because of how uh, how quickly he returned from, uh, from his from his meniscus tear injury, which uh, I, I think in total he missed five, maybe six he, weeks. He, he, no, he was so, a month out, month out, spot on. He was mo- called okay, up so a less month than. from from the surgery. He was back, back on track. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants—they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Yeah, so, I mean, you compare that to his previous knee surgeries. And as no, we remember, that is like one-twentieth of the time that he missed. But I think, well, not I think, they want some clarity from the manager and from Tiago Pinto before he returns. Now, that's not how these things work. You don't get to dictate, uh, you know, an agent does not get to dictate when a player is or should return to training. You're due back this date, you come back and you train. That's part of your contract. That is a part of being a professional. So it is ugly. Um, we have reached the point where now 
whether or not a sit down between Tiago Pinto, Jose Mourinho and his agent, whether that happens or not, I think we've reached the point of no return. Yeah. I mean, one, yeah, once difficult. you do this, this once you uh, miss one single no, training, no, this, I mean, that's, this, that's, because this, that's a yeah, signal. This is, because this is playing right into Jose Mourinho's words. Um, when 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 Mourinho publicly accuses a player of um, of not showing professional attitude, and as a result, the team suffers because of it, right? Uh, he says it, and then you don't show up for two consecutive training sessions, despite having been called up and potentially being called up for the upcoming trip to Japan, and you don't show up now. Uh, that that is, you know, you can call it a lot of things, but not professional, right? That does not look professional. It plays right into what Mourinho was talking about. Um, you completely, <laughs> you you completely, basically, you play the game. You play Mourinho's game, and uh, instead of, I, I, you know, I we said I said it r- right after it happened. I thought nothing serious was gonna was gonna come out of it, just because um, I thought, okay, no, let me rephrase that. I I thought that if if the relationship between the two was strong to begin with, and uh, if 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 there had been some kind of direct communication between the two, and if Karsdorp wanted to understand what Mourinho was talking about, which, mind you, I can understand the frustration and sort of the the shock at having your manager basically publicly call you out in front of reporters and so on uh, and point fingers at you. If there was more a direct line of communication, I thought, hey, these things can work themselves out. This, these are grown men. This is a sport. It's competitive. These guys know each other. They've been through a lot together. They've won together and so on. But it doesn't. It appears like Carsdorp, um, you know, took it personally. Um, maybe there are some other things that we don't know much about. Um, but this obviously plays into what Mourinho says, and for, and 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 what what that means is um, is goodbye. You know, basically, it's because with Mourinho, it's like that. Either you respond, either you react, right? Like like that Bodolos from last year, mind you, that purge that that remind, reminded us of uh, the the years under Joseph Stalin in in, uh, in Russia, um, in the, or rather in the Soviet Union. Maras Kumbula was the only one. Maras Kumbula was the only one who made it out alive. <laughs> everybody else was sent to a gulag. Everybody else was was like, "Oh, you're you're off." Borhamayral off. Gonzalo Villar out. You know, ridiculous. Ricardo Calafiori, goodbye, and uh, n- never see each other again. And I'm gonna sell you to a Swiss side in about six months. Uh, and Kumbula was the only one to react. And here. I thought this is the perfect occasion for someone like Karsdorp, um, who's had a bizarre arc uh, at Roma, to come back, make a comeback, real comeback, a psychological comeback, and say, no, you know, you got it wrong. I made a mistake, but you got it wrong. You you read me wrong, and I'm going to show you why. And I thought this would be the perfect moment where also uh, this this one-on-one situation between Mourinho and Karsdorp could then sort of reflect a, a change hopefully in attitude from Roma going into the second half of the season and and unfortunately that's not the case because it looks like it's going to be goodbye Karsdorp um goodbye and uh I don't know what the implications of that are for the transfer window again it's a pain because once again you were not planning right to if if there were some plans for the transfer window in January, they did not include looking for an emergency signing for a right back, right? So I'm pretty sure that wasn't the case. 
Um, so that's that's another situation you have to deal with. And overall, it just it's it's not helpful. It's not helpful for the group. It's not a good moment. Um, that doesn't mean that I, I I agree with what Mourinho did. I do agree with the principle of, of of in a team like Roma, a team that is notorious for getting too too complacent. You have to call out those moments. You have to. How many times have we seen players not not tracking back? Players doing dumb things just out of you know lack of interest, and these things just go unnoticed. I mean, I had to look and watch and 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 see. Alessandro Florenzi doing a shirt pull against Porto and costing us a, a, a Champions League qualification to the next round um, because he's, he just he, he looked like a headless chicken and nobody called him out on it. Nobody called him out. So I'm I'm glad on one hand that episodes of 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 just this general lack of attitude and mind you, Mourinho did the same with Tammy and I think he did it more directly, but people. Chose to to focus on on Karsdorp because that was you know the he didn't even name him and that was a big game of who is it who's he talking about and right and that was that started the whole thing but with Tammy it was even more direct um, he said even in um, what was it after uh, after the last game uh, against Torino he said you know why do I what do I have to tell him why why do I have to tell him anything. It comes down to again. He said it comes down to attitude. Hey man, you're privileged. You're playing football. Do you need me to motivate you to score goals? You need me to motivate you even worse to motivate you to have an attitude on the pitch. Man, you're playing the game. You're you're playing and doing what millions of kids would 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 just do anything to do. You know, you're 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 having a ball. You should be enjoying yourself and you should be doing the things that you're not doing on a regular basis without anybody telling you to do so. So Mourinho is not afraid and, and to call people out. And, and, and part of it is Roma need it. Roma desperately need this, uh, this attitude, this, this attitude problem resolved. This, this has to become a focal point for the club because it's not only through signings. It's not only through big transfer money thrown left and right, which I guess some people still struggle to understand, but it's also about the fundamentals. The, the idea that, um, you, you cannot lose focus when you're, when the team is struggling or when the team is in a position of advantage, you cannot, you cannot make a, a, a negative difference coming off the bench for the last 10 minutes. That's just unacceptable. Um, so mistakes happen, yes, but attitude is a problem. Roma have been dealing with attitude problems for so long, and for forever. If, I mean, if yeah. we think about everybody, everybody, even the great players would get complacent. People act like you know the Roma of Strotman and Angolan didn't get complacent. That team was so complacent. Um, think about you know the, the the team with Mohamed Salah and and Alisson. Team was complacent. And that's the problem, but nobody calls it out. There is this almost omerta that prevents people from really calling out the real problem, which is not, oh, is a player good or bad? What's his worth on transfer market? No, that's not the the important thing. The important thing is what's the attitude? 
is the team because the team the team should be capable of of winning against Sassuolo or winning a game against Torino, but they don't. What's the problem? And most of the time, it comes down to attitude. And someone like Mourinho was brought in the first place, okay, for his pedigree, for his leadership, for his winning culture and whatever, but also because he works with attitude. He he when he sees something he doesn't like, he calls it out. Um, and for you as a player, you have to know how to react you have to take it and then you have to react and and if you do react that will determine your success at the club in the long term if you don't then uh, it's uh, it's goodbye unfortunately um this was not something that roma needed right now it doesn't help anybody it doesn't help the management doesn't help the team as a whole so it doesn't player it help the player himself um it's uh so yeah it's it's unnecessary and it's ugly. I don't like it. Um, it wasn't it wasn't what we all waited for in this uh, in this World Cup break. Uh, this is this should be a moment where the team comes together. Uh, they they focus on what's what lies ahead, and they don't need that transfer buzz that that, that the, the, even the thought or feeling of not having a teammate that you might like uh, not attend training and you know and that has to suck from a human point of view when you're friends with Karsdorp and he doesn't show up for training and the attitude is oh he's off because you know he uh, he went out of bounds um, that's that's not good yeah for sure so so then for you based upon what you're saying not that this this seems as if it's going to be a self-fulfilling question that I have. But it, it, game over for you then, format Roma then, yeah. If if this keeps up, if um, if for to me, if if you don't if you don't respond to a chance that you get, because training with the team is a chance that you get um, after a dispute like that, then sure. Then it's unfortunately it's yes because it means that we, hey we're on not on the same page and this team desperately needs everybody to be on the same page in order to succeed. Yeah, it's uh, this is not what Roma needed, particularly when you have a when you have an opportunity and a situation where you have a month and a half, almost two months, to work together to uh, work on the team's deficiencies, to grow. And now you're going to find uh, find yourself, not only do you have to get rid of a guy who is interrupting the, uh, the cohesion of the dressing room, as you said, you have to find somebody to replace him. And that is not something Tiago Pinto accounted for. That is not something he came into the, uh, the winter transfer market, believing uh, was a role that needed to be addressed. You had Karsdorp, you had Chilak. It appeared as if everything was in place, and that's that. However, when you have somebody do this, okay, you know, it is one thing to uh, have, a, have a row with a manager. We've seen that happen how many times? That's fine. But, man, very rarely... And I would love to know, and perhaps when this is all over, when this episode ends between these two, maybe we will know some of the some of the deeper uh, underlying tensions that were perhaps at play uh, in this. I have to tell you, the thing that really surprises me most is it kind of just seemed like Jose Mourinho 
went scorched earth on Karsdorp, uh, you know, as if it went from zero yeah, to one hundred. As you said, yeah, it really did. It it, it seemed like um, there was a moment where he just defended him, defended him, uh, and even in his uh, less than bright displays. Um, defended his attitude defended his you know spoke about his resilience in the face of injury and playing through an injury and all that and then it just it just erupted and i think because he saw that there was just something that is very dangerous those episodes of 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 just you know lack of focus lack of interest whatever you might call it they spread quickly they can they are very contagious in a team in a team especially in a team like Roma. They are very contagious because players then say, oh, that's, you know, you don't call somebody out on that. Sure, okay, then that's that's not a problem, right? If I do it once or twice and then everybody starts doing it and then you got a big problem and then you start losing games because of it and then it becomes a big problem. Now you're drawing games because of it. You're, you're letting in equalizers because of it. But one day you're going to start losing a series of games if you keep that up. And for Jose Mourinho, that is unacceptable. That's because that that gets in the way of of his winning, and um, if there is something that you should never do, is get in the way of uh, Jose Mourinho winning. Mm, yeah, definitely. I, again, I just have to stress, I I was very surprised to see it because, as you said, if we go back to last season, the match against Bordeaux, I mean, yes, Jose Mourinho was very harsh on that group of half a dozen guys after that match. But as you said, Kumbula, he found his way back, and actually, right around this time in the early uh, in the early part of the winter, that's when we saw him win a place. Now, I don't know if he's done something once more this season that we don't know about because that guy you want to talk yeah, about disappearing uh, act I, for, after that injury wow. against Monza, he's he's gone he's gone three minutes in the league, I think, like six five minutes in the Europa League, so. Not not a good look for for somebody that uh, is what twenty two years of age is uh, you know is a, a starter right. for the Albanian national team should be getting much more playing time especially there were occasions where he could have I again we don't know we don't know these things but the Karsdorp situation is in particular because it's out in the open and everybody knows it the player knows it the manager knows it the team knows it I think it's Unfortunately, it is important for the team to know it. It's important for the team to be aware of this, of the consequences. Um, it's it's not nice, not nice for anybody, uh, especially I think for Karstor. But but everybody lo- loses out on it, and and that sends a clear message that poor attitude really affects everybody. It does. It it does. It gets in the way of the, your your on the pitch results, but also what what happens off the pitch. And um, Mourinho. Uh, Mourinho's words are a very, very serious and severe reminder of it. Yeah, it's uh, it's an interesting situation, and again, one that n- nobody saw coming, and it just adds another layer of uh, intrigue and mystery to this uh, to this month and a half, two months uh, layoff that Roma have. So, okay, we will uh, we will leave it there. That's all that's going on right now for Roma. Uh, as we draw closer to the to the transfer market, we will certainly uh, get more into the the rumors and the whispers that uh, begin to crop up uh, as the window gets closer and closer. So again, we will leave it there. We will chat with you later in the week. Until then, ciao.